Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz. And as usual, for these Friday slates, I'm joined here with Kenny. Uh, we were just talking about some hoops. Kenny, how are you feeling about the seven-game slate? Because, of course, the, there's, I guess, the two non, two late games aren't going to be counted. So, how are you feeling? Oh, man, I, I, I'm kind of more surprised they're doing, like, some old-school 2019 fan duel with this no late swap. Um, so that's going to be very intriguing, man. Like you won't be able to get the later news. So like these New Orleans, um, Portland, Memphis, like these type of games right there, that's really going to make or break the slate. If you're able to, you know, get the edge on, um, a couple people good to switch out. Um, outside of that though, man, it's, it's going to be a fun seven gamer with some ugly. That's for sure. There's some ugly ones, but there's definitely some high-scoring ones, according to Bet365, because you got uh, Dallas, Boston, who they think is around 237. You got Raptors and Warriors, 238, 237.5, and then Indiana and uh, New Orleans at 238. So you got some high-scoring games, but we do have some low-scoring ones. I mean, Portland and Memphis is predicted to be over under around 209.5. You got... Charlotte and Philly at 216. So yeah, you guys, you got your your rough games that has probably not gonna have a lot of viewership, and you got your high scoring games as well. Uh, but let's dive let's dive straight into this. Uh, Kenny, why don't you take the lead on the point guard spots? All right, man. Um, with the spend up, I guess I will go with the little most um competitive game of the night, and I'm gonna go with the 12-1 spin-up for Luka. Typically, typically don't go this route. But in this matchup against the Boston, on an ugly slate, no late switch, and it's a 4.30 start, I feel like this is one of these situations where you just need to spend up, try and go with a consistent amount of points, especially since you can't be, you know, making any modifications to your lineup and just, you know, hope the game does stay competitive and actually stay at that. Uh, it is an eight-point spread, but I think it's going to be closer than that. Should be able to get you a 60 upside of an 80 fantasy point game out of Luka. Going mid-tier, this is, again, while I say this is some ugly game and some pretty games on there. Even though this um, spread is at 2.5, this is probably going to be the ugliest game on the slate. And I'm going to be spending 7-5 for Anthony Simons at Memphis. Um, again, this should be one of the ugliest games of the NBA this season. <laughs> but somebody got to do some form of production. And if him taking 30 field goal attempts and running 42 minutes against Miami is a sign of what things to come of the trailblazers in march i'm looking at a potential 30 field goal attempt game and actually 45 actual points from simons in this spot now going with the cheap play not too many people will be on this but hear me out there is no late no late switching on this slate a lot of people will try to go with chalk. They don't want to get too different. But if you want to try and play the news into your favor 
And you're just looking at some of these teams that are playing. This Indiana-New Orleans matchup is something that's kind of intriguing me a little bit. I feel like this will be one of the highest-scoring games. And you got somebody by the name of C.J. McCollum, who, you know, he did play in his first back-to-back um, last week. Only played 14 minutes. Play, played, what, 36 minutes at Indiana the other night. Didn't really have the best of games. So, you know, play, you know, on the side of caution. It's a home game. They might send them. If that happens, there's somebody who, you know, name is Jordan Hawkins, who could be in a high-scoring game, who could put up a high-value amount of three-point shots. Now, with C.J. McCullough playing, they already gave him 18 minutes in that game. If you take him out this scenario, you can actually put him in a spot for 28 minutes with a potential to have a player who could take 10 three-pointers in a game. Now, if that's not a slate-breaking play right there, I really don't know what else in the New Orleans game. How are you feeling about these picks? I love it. You went, you went into some deep lore to be talking about Jordan Hawkins at 4200, but I love it. And you also got, a, you got some, I guess, I mean, you're going for the you're going for the money, I guess, because you're you know these players, they have the huge upside, but obviously it comes down to Jordan Hawkins. You gotta he's gonna get the minutes. He's gonna be able to hit his shots. And with same thing with Fernie Simmons, right? He's had his great games. Of course, he's been struggling as of late, uh, but we all know on a great night, we know when Fernie Simmons can uh, what his ceiling is, and it's really high up there in terms of I would even say 50 DK fancy points, even even more. Because, uh, like you said, someone's got to do some scoring in that matchup. And that uh, was predicted to be around 209.5. So someone's going to have to score. And I wouldn't be surprised for that. Fernie Simmons, especially due to Scoot and uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Shaden Sharp all still being out. I decided to go in a, a bit of a different direction. I decided to go for another all-star on the west side. And that was Steph Curry at 9,100. Originally, I wasn't going to go this route. I was thinking about maybe someone like a Tyrese Maxey gets a Charlotte. But I did, I think what enticed me was I, I actually was lucky enough to go to the Dallas and Raptors game. And these guys, Luca and Kyrie, were just walking wherever they wanted to go uh, and just getting to the spots and hitting all of them, essentially. And I think Steph Curry would be able to do the same thing, especially because uh, they did have a rough game last time. Toronto and Warriors faced off. I think he had a... At abysmal night, two for fourteen from shooting, but uh, this new Golden State team has been much different. I think they're among the best in terms of offense as uh, ever since they started Draymond Green at the five, uh, among the best defenses as well. Uh, and I think this could be a high-scoring game. And I think Steph Curry is going to be the the main guy who will probably be able to just do his thing and just run around his screens, take advantage of the matchups. And at ninety-one hundred, I really like that price. Mid-tier, I went for Derek White at 6,500. Uh, not a player I usually go for, uh, but he's been pretty consistent as of late and been able to impact the game in multiple ways is kind of one of my reasons for really liking him. And I think in this match, because down in Boston, I agree with you in that sense that I don't think this game is going to have a huge spread like uh, Bet365 says, uh, but I think this game will be much closer, and I think Derek White has probably been the better of the two between him and Drew Holiday. Uh, and I think in this matchup, when it comes down to defending guards, I think Derek White is among the best in the league, and you can expect him to have a, 
a huge uh, weight to kind of impact the defensive side uh, against the Lucas and the Kyries. And budget-wise, I'm going with uh, Monte Morris for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves at 3,400. Uh, a player who perhaps is finally getting some consistent play. Uh, I know I went with him previously a while back after the trade deadline, but he seemed to have been struggling. Uh, but in the past three games, he's been able to get around 20 DK fantasy points. And at that price tag, I think it's a pretty solid pretty solid get from him. Uh, especially, I think I really like him in the sense that if you want to go with the Luka route, uh, Monte Morris at 3,400 is an easy player to slot in alongside him. All right, moving on to shooting guards. I'm going to take the lead on this one. Uh, because I got some, I got some interesting picks. I know me and you were, uh, me and Kenny were having a talk beforehand, talk about Point Zion. But in this matchup, I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram. Uh, Brandon Ingram. I mean, I guess Brandon Point Zion is obviously, obviously a good shout. Uh, perhaps you're gonna talk about him, so I'll leave that to you. Uh, but Brandon Ingram at 8,000. I mean, this guy has been on a great stretch of basketball. Uh, he's been averaging around 40 DK fantasy points. Obviously, 30 against Indiana. Had a great game against New York and Chicago as well. Uh, been averaging around 18 shots in his past three games. Uh, he can tend to struggle sometimes, but especially against that game against Indiana. I mean, it's basically a rematch, but New Orleans at home. Uh, he had 13 free throws. Uh, I mean, it's not surprising, actually, because we know Indiana's not really a defensive team. Uh, they do give up a lot of points. And I think also due to the height advantage, I mean, the Benedict Bethurans, the Aaron Neesmith, these guys, they're solid players, but they don't have the height to really guard someone like a Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram's been able to take advantage of that. Uh, and obviously, I think New Orleans can depend on being a hot, they are a hot and cold team. But on a good night, I think Brandon Ingram is, can have some really, really great nights. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a repeat performance against the Pacers once again. Uh, Mid-tier-wise, I decided to go for uh, an R.J. Barrett at 7,000. Uh, R.J. Barrett, uh, ever since he's put on the Raptors jersey, has been a wholly, a whole complete different player. Uh, I think he's hitting like career highs in almost every category. I mean, even at free throw percentage, I want to say he's been hitting a career low. Uh, so all career numbers. Uh, but generally, he's just been really solid. I think in this matchup where you don't see a lot of protectors, I think R.J. Barrett should... I mean, you don't also see a lot of height, pardon me. Uh, I think R.J. Barrett should be able to continue his game of just being able to slash and just hitting those off-ball cuts because he's, I mean, from what I've seen, his off-ball cuts has kind of been a way to get to the basket as well. And just his physicality, I think he should be able to get to his spots and continue this run of being pretty efficient, especially from three-point range. He's been able to hit uh, 66% from the three-point from back-to-back games against Dallas and Indiana. Uh, so against Golden State, who are not really known as a defensive team, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we could kind of do something similar once again. And then lastly, I got I got a, a, two more players in this spot. And I got two Warriors, starting off one with uh, Clay at 5,800. Uh, Clay Thompson can have some really horrible nights, uh, but he's had great back-to-back games. Uh, and like I said, Golden State's been in great form. So uh, if you're expecting him to score the ball, I think you should expect that because he's been shooting a whole lot, a whole lot amount of shots. Uh, of course, with Wiggins out as well, Clay Thompson I think has been coming off the bench still. Uh, but with the way he's playing, maybe he starts him 
bit more. Uh, of course, the games against Washington Denver were games he was able to score over 20 points. And on, I would say, pretty efficient, of course, he did take a run 11 threes against Washington, 13 against Denver. And with this Raptors team, I, I would expect it to, get, to be in that range once again. So I think the opportunity will be there. Uh, but of course, I think Clay Thompson is well well known as a you know a hard and cold player. And lastly, my budget pick is like I said another Golden State Warriors player, and that's Moses Moody. Uh, that's mainly due to the fact that uh, with Andrew Wiggins out, I think Moses Moody is the one who sh- has been taking advantage. I think the last game against Washington, played 23 minutes, had 12 points, was able to get around 23 DK fantasy points. Uh, not expecting a lot from him, but I think if you're expecting a guy to come off the rotation and kind of space the floor and kind of do uh, do some get some shots off, get some play for some defense, especially against this Raptor guards. I think you can expect most of Moody to play a hand in that. Alright. All right. Solid picks. Almost thought you was going to go the route I was going to go, but I do like the little Clay pick, um, especially ever since he's been coming off the bench. He's been a nice little, you know, plug in if you playing cash games who can, you know, help you take down, you know, a nice little 25-30 DraftKing point spot. For my spend-up, I'm going to pivot away from my um, spend-up and my point guard position. And if I'm not going that route, I'm going to be going with um, the other um, high-usage player in Dallas, and that's Kyrie Irving returning to Boston, even though he only played like 40 games there. But... (laughs) At 8-9, I love the narratives. I do feel like this should be a 10% ownership play. And if the game stays somewhat competitive, I, I really do feel like this could be a 50-point draft king night from him, especially since um, this season, he actually been rebounding. Actually been really good rebounding and um, still able to get you about three three-pointers made, 30 actual points. And four to seven assists as well. Um, going for my mid-tier pick. Man, this is deja vu, man. I'm going back to the ugliest game on the slate, man. <laughs> Portland at Memphis. Look, something got to happen. So I'm like, man, let me just pick the VCU boy, Vince Williams. Um, again, this is going to be an ugly game. Stats will still need to get act- accounted for by players on the floor. And um, somebody who's been getting minutes, somebody you don't really need to worry about being a late scratch, because remember, there is no late swap today. Vince Williams will be somebody I'll be playing who could get you around 25, 35 DraftKings points, depending on the spot. Now, again, a little bit of deja vu, man, going with a different side, but hear me out. New Orleans give up a lot of three-pointers. I mean, think about it. You have Zion, Val, then with Herb Jones down on the floor. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for players to space out. Now, this player on Indiana, he hasn't really been getting the most minutes. But I want to say he probably played at least 20 minutes in the last time they played um, New Orleans a couple days ago. And that's the rookie, man, Ben Shepard. Nice little three-point shooter. Honestly, 40% of his shots probably are three-pointers. If he's able to get the minutes on the floor, he has the ability to actually get you three or four three-pointers as well. 
will I play this with Jordan Hawkins? No. But if you need a flyer who's also a little bit cheaper at 3-3, who could give you 15 natural points, 20 DK points at 3-3, Ben Shepard will be my play in this position. What do you think about these? Interesting pickups. I always like those uh, those budget picks, of course, Ben Shepard. Looks like you got a lot of storylines in this New Orleans and Indiana Pacers game. And it uh, looks like your favorite game is actually turning out to be the one that most people will not be tuning in, which is uh, Portland and Memphis one. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, from the get-go, someone's got to do something in that game. Vince Williams, I mean, will finally be able to do it against a team that isn't too difficult to play against. I know they played against the Minnesota Rose, and he definitely struggled. Uh, but, yeah, this game should be a lot more easier for Vince Williams kind of to do his thing. All right, before we head on to small forwards, let me just mention the NBA Fantasy Pass. For $6 per month, you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines every day, and Discord access to the bros. If you pay an extra $2, you can go for the all-sport package, which is not only including the NBA, which but also includes NFL and MLB. Once again, a great package to win some big money. And I'll go for it if I were you guys. On to small forwards. Uh, I decided to have my biggest spend up at this position. And that was Jason Tatum at 9,800. Uh, I think this game is going to be a really exciting one. I really hope Dallas, you know, kind of do their thing. And if they can't, then Jason Tatum will be playing a lot of competitive minutes. And I think we'll be able to have uh, a solid performance. Of course, last time they played, he was insane and had, uh, I think, around 70 DK fantasy points. Uh, that would be amazing to have once again, but I'm expecting something more on, I guess, a 60 DK fantasy point mark uh, from a Jason Tatum. Uh, I think, especially because Dallas don't have defenders for him. I mean, Josh Green, Derek Jones Jr., I think wouldn't be a problem for a Jason Tatum, and he should be able to get to his spots and kind of just have a, a great performance. And on top of that, if Jason Tatum is serious about the MVP conversation, uh, then that game against Dallas would be definitely one way to prove it. You know, and that would just not just mean this winning the game, but actually having an insane performance to show that why you should be in those MVP, MVP talks. Mid-tier wise, I decided to go with uh, Tobias Harris at 6,700. Uh, Tobias Harris, I think, is a great player when it comes to these types of matchups. Uh, definitely knows, knows how to exploit them and easily just take advantage. And I think the reason I also like this pick is he hasn't been performing that good. Uh, He's been getting the shots, I think 19 against Boston, 11 against Milwaukee, 14 against Cleveland. Uh, had a solid game against Cleveland, but of course he did struggle against Boston and Milwaukee. And I think previously it was New York. So they had some tough games, which I hopefully draw throws people away from him in terms of selecting him against his matchup against Charlotte. But I think Charlotte would be much more easier opponent than the past games he's faced. And hopefully he can get around maybe a 30-plus DK fantasy point games, hopefully around uh, the upper 30s, because that would be an ideal game from him at 6,700. But overall, I think he's a solid player to go for with probably low ownership. And lastly, I'm going with a player who I don't really go for, but I think this is kind of uh, a Kenny pick, I would say, and that's uh, Tua, Tua Mane Kamara. Uh, this guy has been pretty solid for Portland. Uh, I guess I'm going to the ugliest game as well alongside you. Uh, I don't got I don't got a storyline like Kenny does for his budget players, but uh, I think uh, Tumani Kamara has had a solid game against Miami. Played around 32 minutes. Uh, I guess this is around the stage where it looks like Portland is fully just playing these guys and just letting them do their thing. 
he's been able to get it around 25 minutes and he can have of course like those off nights but in games where he plays really great uh he kind of does has has that uh impact where he can get you around 25 dk fantasy points or plus uh especially on a good night uh so you're hoping he can have that rhythm uh, against this memphis team who is going to be down jaron jackson jr uh so i think honestly it's any man's game and i think shulmani kumara should hopefully be able to have another solid night and you, you you almost scared me, man. You almost picked my um budget pick, man. I, I was real scared. Same team, okay. Same game, you know. I, I'm I'm just gonna lead it all, man. So the the, the real Kenny pick and. Want to say ever since the All Star break, he was getting you a guaranteed thirty minutes, and his brother is actually doing pretty well in Sacramento. But I, oh, I gotta I go with you, Chris uh, Murray, man. Thank you. Cut out. Okay, there you go. Oh, I gotta go with Chris Murray. Right. Um, at four four, man, going up against Memphis. Again, you will not get late swaps, so you want to make sure that you're able to get some guaranteed minutes when you're making these little um flyer picks so honestly this is more of a cash game pick <laughs> possibly a gpp pick and um at 4-4 you can't really do too much better than uh chris murray who will get you guaranteed minutes in a sloppy game that should actually generate a lot of turnovers could get you a couple stills won't get you more than 15 points won't get you more than five rebounds won't get you more than three assists but he will be on the floor, and he will be able to generate you some DK points. Going with my mid-tier pick, just like um, how I picked Shepard as my little cheapy play in the guard position, at the small forward position, in my mid-tier pick, I'm going to go with Ben Matherin. Again, great three-point shooter. I uh, want to say 30% of field goal attempts, possibly 35% of field goal, percent field goal attempts are three-point shots. And against a team that give up a lot of three-pointers in New Orleans, he's somebody who will be able to get you 30 actual points in the game and also get you around 11, 12 R-plus A's as well. Now for my stand-up. He is questionable right now. I did mention um, Sacramento earlier, but I need to go with the Minnesota play, man. I really love this matchup if he plays for Anthony Edwards, man. Home against Sacramento, they give up at least 120 points, it seems like, to teams every single game that they lose. And this is one of these games I got them losing. And Edwards is probably going to be the primary um, reason for this. So I'm looking at a little bit above his average game. So you're looking at around 55 DraftKings points at 8-8. Again, he is questionable, but if he plays, I really do feel like he's going to be one of the more um, solid spin-ups that you could get on this seven-game slate. Mm, some interesting picks. I had a feeling it's going to be one of those boys, Chris Murray or, or Tumani Kamara. I guess I went for the other one. I guess we're going to have a we're going to have a bit of a duel between our budget picks. In terms of who can have a better night. Uh, but moving on to power forwards. Uh, I guess to continue off with the, the Boston players that I've been mentioning. I'm going with Porzingis. Uh, at 7,400, he's going to, I guess, my my upper tier player uh, at the power forward position. Uh, but 
Porzingis, I guess he's got to have some type of, I want to say like revenge game, but you know, I mean, he's he's got to have a performance against Dallas, man. I mean, one of your former teams, of course, uh, thinking that they didn't need you, they, they shift you off to Washington for like a Spencer Dinwiddie trade uh, package. Uh, so, I mean, Porzingis has got to have some type of revenge game. I think he should be able to do it playing in Boston in TD Garden, going against a, a, a Mavericks team who doesn't really have, I want to say, a, the you know, the height to kind of go against uh, a, a Porzingis. Porzingis is 7'3". I mean, not a lot of people have that height. Uh, but the, the uh, Dallas Mavericks bigs aren't really considered great defenders. I mean, I, Gafford is a solid rim protector. Uh, but I want to say he's going to be a guy who can probably stop Porzingis from kind of just being able to get to his spots, hitting those threes, uh, getting rebounds, getting blocks as well. Uh, just overall, he's been able to impact the game in some great uh, uh, against these great teams. Of course, against Philly, uh, he's tends to have some great games, and he didn't play in the previous match against Dallas, so you're hoping this one is going to be a good one from him. Mid-tier wise, uh, I didn't really like a lot of the mid-tier guys, so I guess my guy is like in between the mid-tier and budget area, which is at 5,500, and that's a Sar Thompson. Uh, about time, I think he's still been playing a whole lot of minutes, uh, which is good to see from him. I uh, think he's been averaging around 30 minutes in this past week or past few games. Uh, 35 games against Chicago, 36 the game before against New York. Uh, so he's definitely been getting a lot of minutes, and obviously, like, I mean, rebounds isn't quite an issue. Getting you steals or blocks doesn't seem an issue. But I think in terms of where Sauer Thompson's value comes from is just can he score the ball? Uh, because, of course, we know his his shot is is really broken as of now, of course, rookie season. Uh, but there's games where he doesn't really score a lot of points, which kind of just makes his fantasy points just really small compared to what it could be on these stat lines. Uh, I think a good example is actually the game against Chicago where he had 13 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and just one block and was able to get you 30 DK fantasy points. Uh, and in some games, he can get you more than just one block. He can get you a few couple of steals, a couple of blocks. So again, this game against Cleveland where I think regardless if it's a, a blowout or not, I think Asar Thompson is going to have a, a huge amount of play time still and uh, should be able to have another solid night. Uh, and lastly, my budget pick, I went for... <laughs> Once again, I think all of our budget players are kind of coming from this this game, but I'm going with the, I mean, mine are anyways, and that's going to be Lamar Stevens at 4,100. Lamar Stevens, a guy who has kind of bounced from team to team ever since he's left the Cavs, I want to say. And uh, he's had a few solid games for the Memphis Grizzlies. of course, uh, ignoring this Minnesota game uh, where he only played 10 minutes. The other games where he's played like 23, 29, 20. Uh, he's been able to get you around 30 DK fantasy points, which is pretty good at that price of 4,100. Uh, of course, get this game against Portland, uh, I think DeAndre is also questionable. So I think hopefully Lamar Stevens can have another similar performance and just getting to the, the basket, uh, being able to rebound. Of course, not much of a three-point shooter, but... I honestly have 4,100. If you can get you around 25 plus DK fantasy points, I think uh, this is one of those solid picks to go for. All right. Yeah, pretty solid picks. Um, for my spend-up, I'm actually going to go a little bit different. We did talk about him earlier, like you said. That's going to be Zion Williams <laughs> in this um, Indiana matchup. Uh, again, I really do feel like people will be off him due to the lackluster performance he had against the team. 
um, the game before, but I, I really do feel like, um, what was it? No stocks, only two assists. Eh, I don't really rebound too much, but his numbers was a little bit below average. Think about three rebounds. So I think he ended up with 30 fantasy points. But in the same matchup at home, I really do feel like um, his production at home seemed to be a little bit better. Maybe he just eats a little bit better, but... I do feel like this will be a 45 draft king point night from him, or 40-45. And at 8-1, I, I don't hate it too much on the seven-game slate. With my mid-tier pick, I'm going back to the ugliest game. Man, I'm probably going to just have this on the monitor or something without sound. But again, in this Portland-Memphis game at 4-8, <laughs> I got to go with Triple G, man. Um, I know he's questionable right now, but he's somebody that if he does play... He will get minutes. He will throw up shots. Will they go in? You never know. <laughs> will he rebound? No. Will he generate assists? No. Will he generate any stocks? No. Will he generate turnovers? Yes. So this is somebody who is extremely point dependent. So you should only play this in GPPs. Do not throw him in your cash game since this might be the only player on the Memphis side. That you know, don't don't throw them in your cash game. Leave them strictly for GPPs. Uh, for cash games and GPPs, I, I do feel like um, my cheapie can actually run in both. And I, I really don't care if there's any news and somebody sitting or somebody not sitting. But Isaac Okoro for three nine against Detroit. It's a two twenty point total, ten point spread. Uh I really don't see why you would not play him. He's somebody who can generate you rebounds and assists, unlike Gigi Jackson, more so rebounds and assists. He could get you a couple stocks, unlike Gigi Jackson. Will he shoot the ball? Well, that's questionable. But he should be able to get you a consistent 22 to 28 minutes per game. He's in a rotation, and if the game get out of hand, he should get you a little bit more minutes as well. Um, he won't give you more than 30 fantasy points, and his floor is probably going to be about 15. So for cash or GPP, that's somebody I don't mind playing at 3-9 in this Detroit matchup. Okay, interesting pick, interesting picks. Uh, before we move on to center, uh, let me talk to you guys about the DFS pass that you can get for $5 per month. Uh, There's a smaller pass than the one I mentioned before. You get DFS delivery. You get the pickums daily, and you also get Discord access. Uh, another great way and cheap way to win you some big money, if you ask me. Uh, so, yep. Here go to sportsethos.com, and you can find it on there. And on to the center spot. As usual, Kenny, why don't you just lead us off on the center spot? Tell, me, tell us what you're feeling. All right, man. For the bigs, I was thinking about going one or the other route. So it was basically just a coin flip. So going back to this Cleveland game for my spend up, I'm actually going to go with um, Jared Allen at 7-3. I'm going to splurge the $100 in this position. Um, I do feel like both are fine plays, but in this scenario, I feel like this should be a solid double-double. Should actually get you about five or six free throw attempts as well. And should get you around... He should be able to get you over that 2.5 stocks as well um going for the mid tier this was kind of like the struggle play 
since um just like um the Cleveland pick, this one was also the coin flip pick as well. And I'm I'm actually gonna go with um PJ Washington um for five nine. I do feel like this game will be a little bit closer. I do feel like somebody else will need to get you at least um thirty 30, 36 minutes. And more than likely, this somebody need to actually be able to stretch the floor, especially if you're playing with both Luka and Kyrie. So PJ does that. He stressed the floors, and he occasionally gets you a couple rebounds as well. I think he actually have a defensive rebound rate around 20%, uh, 15 to 20%. Uh, might get you a couple steals, might get you a couple blocks. Should be able to end the night up a competitive game with around 22 to an upside of maybe 35 um, DraftKings points in this spot. 5-9, no late swap. That's somebody I would ride with. Uh, my cheapy play. This one is going to be one of these. Only play this if you're in a GPP. You ran out of ideas. You need to fill a spot for 3-3. This player, minutes is always sporadic um matchup wise he's somebody who could get you a potential double double and he can generate you a couple um a couple block shots and that's mo bamba at three three again that's something i'm not going to be doing a lot and i would really need to talk myself into it and only have exactly three three to spend at the center position in order for me to play this, but I do feel <laughs> like he actually have an upside in this matchup against the Hornets at home. If he gets you, let's say, 24 minutes, to honestly get you a DraftKings point per minute in this spot, if he gets you 24 minutes. But again, only play this if you need exactly 3-3 at the center position and you can't make any additions to your lineup because it's one minute before lock since there's no late spot. That's all I got. Interesting. Interesting. I like the Mo Bamba play. You're going against, uh, in terms of opponents, he should be able to get you a good amount of minutes. Uh, I mean, that's if Charlotte doesn't make the game competitive. Uh, but overall, some solid picks. Jay Adam called with me for surprise because I thought if you could have spent $200 more, why not go for someone like a Rudy Gobert like I have? Because Rudy Gobert has been playing some solid basketball. Uh, of course, I think this game, I'm hoping, is going to be a much more competitive game because, like you said, Sacramento couldn't have those games where they give up a lot of points and don't really match the scoring that they give up, uh, which is unlike them last year. Uh, but, of course, Minnesota's defense also can be really incredible at times. Uh, but Rudy Gobert has had a great, uh, I'm going to say, new uh, great year so far in terms of his hooping uh, stats and DraftKings-wise as well. Uh, in the matchups yeah, previously against Sacramento, he's been pretty solid. I just think this matchup might be a bit more, I guess, I guess you want to kind of bring your best game because you're going against another all-star center, of course, because Rudy Gobert will be tasked to guard him. And I think as their front runner for defensive player of the year, you probably want to have a monster night and kind of just shut him down and hopefully just kind of outplay Sabonis and just have a much better performance than him. Uh, we all know Rudy Gobert is capable of doing that. 
But once again, I think this is going to be one of the interesting, interesting picks because it could be a situation where Minnesota blows out the Kings and he doesn't get those minutes and I guess doesn't have to apply that effort that he would need to if the game was a much more competitive and close one. Uh, Mid-tier-wise, I decided to go with Jacoporo at 6,400. Uh, a guy who's been really solid for him in his past games, especially when it comes down to your opponent not being uh, a great one. Uh, of course, the Raptors have been able to hit over 120 points, and I think Jacopolo has been extremely huge piece towards that. Uh, compared to the backup big of Kelly Linick, I think Jacopolo is the only one who can actually protect the rim and provide some solid screens and some actually some pretty solid playmaking. I mean, the guy has had six assists uh, in the past two out of the last three games. Uh, going against his Golden State Warriors team, I think uh, if Golden State continues to run that small ball lineup of Draymond Green at the five, I think Jacopo should still be able to kind of get rebounds. And because of his mobility, he is a much more quicker big than compared to the others. I think that would allow him to stay on the floor with that small ball lineup. And hopefully this continuously provided an offensive impact, uh, rebounding, and hopefully continue up with this playmaking streak that he's been able to get around like four assists or more in the past three games. And lastly, I'm going to go budget-wise. I'm going with... Uh, I'm actually Kleber. Uh, you know, you mentioned P.J. Washington, but I'm going with a, a much more different route because I think Maxi Kleber might be someone who they use perhaps in a, a two-big-man lineup, uh, maybe to match up against Al Horford or Chris Esperzingis. But I also think that in the case where if the Daniel Gafford or, uh, pardon me, a Derek Lively third situation isn't working, then maybe Maxi Kleber kind of gets the opportunity to play some center and hopefully space the floor. Uh, we know he's probably the the only three-point shooter, I want to say, among the big men. Uh, I mean, actually, P.J. Washington as well, but I think he was a much more uh, better defender than P.J. Washington, and uh, he did come back from injury. He wasn't available for the game against the Raptors, but in this game against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, where he did play 27 minutes, previously played 24, 26, so he gets a, a good amount of minutes, a good amount of opportunity. And I think yes, this game against Boston, he might be the guy who they kind of close out with, so he can space the floor for them. Uh, yeah, that about that about wraps up my center list as well. Uh, overall, I think we made some solid picks. Of course, we made some great budget picks. Uh, not to mention Kenny's favorite game of the the night will most likely be Memphis and what was it? Uh, Portland Trailblazers, where he's got a lot of his players uh, ride or die on that slate for that game. Uh, but overall, I think it was some solid picks for you guys to win some great cash. If you want uh, to hit me up, you can hit me up at Twitter at 2Nice, that's spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. And uh, Kenny, talk to me. Where can they find you to talk about this Memphis and Portland game? Yeah, this, you know, fabulous <laughs> Memphis and Portland game. You can reach me at Twitter at OrangeDFS to talk about that. If you want to talk about something a little bit more excited than this in the morning, like this Fenerbahce Basconia or this Barcelona Monaco game, um, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about that. And then, you know, of course, we got women's college basketball and men's college basketball ending up in March Madness sometime this upcoming mm-hmm. month. So, you know, if you want to talk about that, get that bracket talk talking. I'm ready for that as well. Amazing. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys went some big money, and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>